0: Hello leaders, how are you all doing? This is Usha Karim Panekil, your leadership and team transformation coach. I hope you're liking tales of all the teams that you're listening through this podcast. Please join the Facebook community. The links are in the description below. You can follow me on Spotify, Apple Podcast and Google Podcast. I'm here with a wonderful leader from a very unique industry and sector that is usually not talked about. So let's go meet this person. So friends, today's guest is a very special person, someone who has achieved immense success professionally but has remained grounded to the roots from where he comes. On one hand, he passionately leads a shipping company with a fleet of oil tankers. And on the other hand, he gets excited about a bowl of pie made by his wife. He sailed on ships for over 20 years, later moved on shore working for a shipping firm dealing in oil tankers before setting up a new shipping company operating from Amsterdam and Singapore, called N2 Tankers, and is in the role of Managing Director. On the personal friend, he's married to my best friend of over 30 years, loves playing chenda, a percussion instrument, and is a big foodie. Please welcome Madhu Varakkepat. Welcome, Madhu.
1: Hello, hi, thank you for the introduction, I like the last bit of Python and uh, Chanda, where I'm, I'm working more since uh, since COVID began. Yeah. Yeah. True. True.
0: <laughs> okay. I don't think I have ever had a conversation with somebody from a shipping company, and that to oil tankers. So let's start there. Yep. Um. And we talk about leaders and teams that they have built. So what are the unique challenges? Uh, that is faced in your type of industry with people um, like hiring, training and keeping them motivated. I know that could be very difficult.
1: Mm, yeah, um, you're quite right. There's, this uh, this sector or this maritime sector is something which is not uh, really on the mainstream for most of the landlubbers, shall we say, you know, uh, there's a bit of uh, aloofness in when it comes to uh, media or when it comes to people talk more because it's, it's kind of a uh, business unit which is uh, taught less outside uh, in that respect. Uh, yeah, the challenges uh, in hiring and training, um, as I said, it's important that the chosen you know person has some background in this sector. As, as, as you rightly said, this is a specialized field and, and we deal with merchant ships and trading commodities on ships. Uh, where um, industry specific level of competency is demanded uh, to certain roles. Of course, the roles other than office admin or the related management is different. But um, to put it on a lighter vein, I would say that we would say uh, minimum someone who knows that the sharp end of the ship is called forward and the blunt end of the ship is called aft or after side and the sharp end is the one always go forward, you know. So that's the basic elementary thing which we are looking at when it comes to hiring a person who knows that how does the ship looks like, this is very important for me. Um, Moving on to the training side, which you've been asking. uh, The training is, again, as I said, uh, it's it's just on the go. There is no special tools we have, just learning as we go along, dirty your hands, you know, learn by making mistakes. Not serious mistakes, though. Yeah, soft skills are, you know, kind of enhanced in a generic way by way of trainings, usually available in any corporate domain, you know. But the expertise um, has to be acquired. is really focused on focused rather heavily on gaining the skills in, in risk management and mitigation mes- measures, as the industry particularly is subjected to, you know, both commercially and technically, by many watchful regulations and governmental norms and, and, and to be honest, there is a little room for for us to make mistakes, uh, as there is a wide, wide array of, of verticals to be wary about. You know. For example, say ranging from the health and safety of people on board or the crew, the environmental challenges such as greenhouse gas emission. You know, uh, the buzzword is alternate fuels. How can you get rid of the fossil fuels? Don't spill out carbon to the air. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of uh, uh, monetary regulatory stuff which is uh, like a sword hanging over mine uh, over us and, and 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 more than that operating and utilizing this asset uh, which is a ship and the cargo and and you know um then the liability that is on us if something is not managed well is much much larger than possibly any other industry uh because it's a big bucks business uh, so the liability is also uh, you know in that respect it's uh, quite steep and uh, simply because we move commodities, whether it's oil and gas, or even the diary products into your kitchen, or any electronics that is needed in your household, you know, which makes us kind of a qualify to be called as an essential skilled worker. When it comes to the ongoing pandemic uh, saga, we are trying our best to get ourselves classified into those kind of uh, category whereby we, we get a chance even to travel across uh, places, uh, you know, where our don't stop us uh, because uh, one of the key element is travel, you know, for this right. <laughs> business. But when it comes to motivation, which you asked, um, is usually as in any other field, you know, by having uh, provisions for reward, recognition, passions, etc., and of course, uh, money. Uh, money is, of course, uh, that comes in first, that puts food on the table. But would like to think that that's only a sub motivator or, or not not really a prime mover, you know. And from 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 the from this particular my business or my company's uh, perspective, positive uh, business culture uh, always plays a major role in driving a team. And 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 one of the culture that is encouraged is always by way of ensuring a company workforce you know that reflects a wider society Uh, in other words i don't i don't focus um, um, uh, the team uh, into one particular sector it's it's it's, it's chosen widely and the more diverse uh, and inclusive the the organization is you know the the less afraid or or more encouraged the the employees who, who will be able to share their perspectives and and the company culture itself values that contribution, you know, for those from the wider range of backgrounds and, uh, and uh, demographics. Um, again, uh, <clears throat> with with this kind of a flat model of hierarchy, uh, the setup I have uh, being, uh, you know, recognized for their hard work, opportunity for learning and, and and development in the workplace are other motivational factors, and that I'm particularly conscious about too, for my team um, development. As I keep saying, this. Uh, motivation is a priority uh, <clears throat> to be acted upon before it is too late. Because, okay. I, 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 because I believe a resignation letter from the person is only the formality, you know, but the person has mentally uh, resigned way before he or she has made that resignation letter simply because there was never ever a uh, prioritized and motivational approach from the senior management or the leadership. Uh, therefore, I always keep saying it is a priority and don't keep it for make it too late to, to act upon, you know. Yeah. So, so these are the elements I can think of when you talk about hiring and, and, and kind of a training or motivating my team. Yeah.
0: That's true. I think I really like the point that letter is only a formality. Yeah. The person has probably resigned mentally a long time back.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. This, this is potentially relevant, I've noticed, in terms of when I use uh, the word diversity in, in, in an organization, there are, it's not that many would, uh, you know, Throw, throw the paper up to you on the day he felt bad. He he keeps uh, <laughs> contemplating when, and and yep. that's that's the time you have uh, an opportunity as a priority to act upon it. And if you fail to do it, then it's too late. You know? True, very eh? true. Yeah.
0: So um, you have been leading people, I think, for a long time now. Since mm-hmm. probably you moved uh, on shore. Um,
1: mm-hmm
0: what is the kind of investment that you had to make in yourself you know in terms of (laughs) time learning and honing those skills and and in in a very tough environment you know with these people who are probably away from home also for a long time right in this kind of a work environment yeah how did you invest in yourself
1: yeah the the honing the skills on leadership is again uh, it's more of a regimental or uh, you know um, I would say it's a gradual course of emergence of a leader you know putting the required time in many ranks and positions Uh, the way our career get progressed has been always through multiple steps of uh, uh, you know uh, holding the ranks where you have an opportunity to display or exhibit your potential leadership at various level and it gets progressed upwards. And if it has progressed well then then you ought to be assuming command of a ship or, or a senior level onboard management. So it, it it's a gradual and, and, and methodic and organic progression. And, uh, and 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 that happens often at a very, very young age, you know, so that's the difference because at the age of probably let's say 27, 28, you are vested with uh, 200 million dollars worth of a ship plus uh, equal amount of worth of a cargo on, on the young person, you know, so, so, so clearly the, your emergence of leadership begins there uh, and, and subsequent growth uh, is made towards another level of leadership ashore is only by you know providing opportunities where one is made accountable. Uh, and he gets constant, he or she gets constantly engaged with the team as this business itself is an adventure and, and, and the excitement is around the clock, um, surrounded by instances of solution finding or managing risks. So, so there is also, you know, time needed and invested to become uh, inspirational is the word probably. Um, when I say inspirational, is only the way one to the one get noticed. Um, as you know, shipping is a very sensitive business to many, whether an oil pollution at sea or a claim handling a damaged cargo or freight, or a contract dispute. Uh, possibly you will be in a court or arbitration as you are the man responsible. Therefore, you get noticed. Mm-hmm. And and we believe that uh, it's important that such noticing is seen as an inspirational once to the team as well. So um, when I, when we when we say oh, as a leader, you, you you have to have the skill to be inspirational. Is simply uh, the simple word would be try and try and become noticed to your team, you know, in one way or other, and and they take inspiration from that notice. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one way of looking at uh, honing the skills, and and again, honing skills is, is is for clear articulation is very important for us um, because that is also a skill development on leadership, and I would like to imagine. Uh, you know, as the ability to detail the purpose of the business goes to a team that is particularly diverse is a real task to be managed well too. You know?
0: mm.
1: Yeah. So, so leadership skills are not uh, kind of uh, came off a business school, but uh, you know, you go through the hardships and put your time on. Yeah.
0: True. I think calling out the priorities and what is expected from the team is so very important that's right yeah, said. Yeah, yeah so madhut we here tell stories of teams <laughs> you know, that's what this podcast is all about so we'd okay. love to hear a story that has really challenged you uh, as a leader uh, mm-hmm. and how how did you face that challenge what did you do what did you how did you come out of it
1: yeah um like if you recall there are multiple stories we can make a web series out of mind if you like <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, but uh, one of the one of the problem story which comes to my mind especially within the context of team and team building um, something i could narrate from my journey would be uh, during my early part of my career when when i was tasked to set up a ship owning division uh, that has to be global or international scale by a well run uh, oil trading house from mainland china this was sometime about 10 years back uh, where, where a majority of team members that I had was picked and chosen by this executive board from, from China with little contribution from my side as to who to choose. Um, you know, So this was a serious challenge in terms of cultural diversity as uh, many had issues in language communication. Many were not fully in tune with any uh, previous background of technical knowledge of the shipping and, and had to be included due to investors' request. And, and that was a challenge then to group such members as a team along with another set of skilled and experts uh, from other cultures and nations who are really good experts then who had expertise in shipping. So I was I was actually left with no choice in selection but, but to operate with, with a constant uh, kind of attention to the team to take ownership of relevant roles that had to be assigned to each, as well as to gain, you know, trust and confidence amongst each other. Yeah, things, things that bothered me then was, um, was to how effectively we could gel these two sets with different backgrounds, importantly in, in culture, bringing them together to say, to focus on the common goal. And obviously the success was made uh, to, to extend by, by pro, pro providing coaching and training at required levels to, to understand the operations. Uh, but um, I must also admit this, this diversity did provide unique you know, perspectives and opportunities to the organisation. Um, however, the cultural differences, you know, do pose teamwork challenges. As an example, uh, some find it is rude to speak directly, where, where others uh, it is encouraged to speak up directly, and, and and some will not speak up to if they disagree with another. You know, in some mm-hmm. cases, a uh, direct feedback or instruction. Is, is taken as uh, stepping into their toes or taking too much authority from the person. I, I, I even remember, even uh, during a conversation across a table, pushing a coffee mug sideways abruptly and not finishing the coffee was a signal to me that the person is extremely unsatisfied with the conversation. Wow. So, <laughs> so there was wow. this difficult time for me to grapple and, 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 and a revelation to me that cultural diversity could kill the organization, though. Of course, the boss wanted an international presence with his own people from his village who he trusted. And, uh, and there was more, uh, but but they really lacked exposure into this particular area of business that they wanted to venture and make it big. So that was kind of some kind of a challenge which I was trying to uh, you know, understand and, uh, and grapple and move on. So this this um, issue uh, of, of uh, different um, um in a diverse team, uh, getting into uh, one group, the lesson probably I learned then was it is not always possible that uh, you get to work with the right team that you would want to, you know, and and it's possible to reach, of course, the targeted result also by ensuring a a kind of a leadership where uh, everyone could reach you freely and express in a way that is possible, you know, within their culture, which is a very key, Key um, element when it comes to how how did I you know wade through this this whole issue, and that makes all the more important that the team coach or leader is capable to you know fully engage or appreciate the cultural issues to manage this. is most of the most of the time the issues are minor, and when you really look into you know dive down deep into that, you realize. Uh, it's all minor issues uh, which could uh, you know, uh, pop up as a, as a big uh, um, stopper for you, but it is not. Um, so the other thing, of course, I learned then was the solution is only to, to identify the members you know, who can engage and can, can take multiple roles in order to work effectively together by, by, by shouldering each other in you know, such a way that one looks after the other, both in terms of performance as a team, um but with geo adjustments or accommodating cultural diversity as best for example if if if, if a person can understand cantonese and cannot understand uh, mandarin uh, but they can speak broadly one language and you group them together and try to try to make a, some kind of a, a mixed box uh, so that you you get the target uh, a targeted result mm-hmm. So that was a. This was possibly a good uh, story to tell you that uh, you know managing people with different uh, languages and different behaviors. Sure.
0: You know. yeah. Wow, that would have been difficult. Yeah. With people speaking the same language at times is difficult. So. It's difficult, yes, yes. <laughs> so with so many different uh, yeah. you know languages, cultures, it's I can imagine. Absolutely. So what yeah. was? Your strategy going into the situation, like you, did you like step back and think about what you're going to do? How did you approach the situation?
1: Uh, the only way is to. Uh, this is where I believe in having a personal, uh, face-to-face, you know, eye-to-eye contact and, and then discussing the issues. As I, as I said all earlier, if you really dive deep into it, the the, the
0: the reason for this uh,
1: so called challenge is very very uh, small you know uh, it, mm-hmm. can, it, can, it but it takes time like i said there's, there you have to develop that kind of a confidence uh, in your leadership where they can you know knock your door and come in and uh, speak freely which is uh, which is not often uh, possible in many cultures you know so so you got to find a way out to get out from your room and 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 dive in there and try to resolve you know
0: right right was there a common message that you gave to all your team members, that one-on-one conversation? What was the key message?
1: Yeah, the the, the key message is that uh, uh, possibly uh, the directions given from my side as a team head or manager or leader, you call, is, is not clear because a lot of things uh, get lost in translation and, and I can probably right. give you an example of how do you get lost in translation is when I was a captain on a ship um, there was a ship at anchor I anchored the ship in uh, off Southampton and, and, and I had uh, another nationalities I was the probably only Indian then and uh, I asked one of them because the, the weather was picking uh, bad and the storm was you know the wind was blowing heavy so I suspected that I'm I'm not quite comfortably put the ship at anchor so I asked my uh filipino then i can uh, i can name the nationality if you like to to check the anchor you know the anchor is as i told you earlier the forward part is the way the ships uh, move forward the sharp end and the sharp end has got the anchor and, and and asked him to go and have a look at the anchor and come back because the weather was howling, you know there's a wind and snowing um, so i told this uh, my junior officer to go forward have a check at the anchor and come back so you know at the moment uh, why do i say that say so you know to go forward and check the anchor is because obviously the captain is worried about the weather captain is not happy with the anchor the position of the anchor chain maybe the, the ship might drag and run into rocks or whatever right. so there's a lot of a lot of things in in the captain's mind and his his instruction by way of communication is go forward have a look at anchor you know So I see this person wearing raincoat and and, and, and all those winter gears walking towards because that's about 300 meters longer from where we stay on the accommodation to forward. He goes forward and he comes back, you know, and uh, he doesn't report to me. So I'm equally worried what is happening, you know. I, I asked him again, what is the situation? Why are you not reporting? So he replied, Captain, you asked me to go forward and have a look at the anchor, which I did. And I came back. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Yeah. So so clearly this is where the communication falls apart you know because you under your culture you have assumed that uh, he has got 100% uh, uh, understanding of your problem <laughs> but um, but that was not the case so this is a classic example which i used in this particular team that rather than saying go forward and have a look i had to dive down there and and, and thrash the issues one after the other uh, and, and build and gel this team together um is is, is what what happened eventually, you know.
0: Right, right. Clarity of communication, I think that is Absolutely. so very important. Yeah. 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 Awesome. So you know, that brings me to my next question is you work with so many people, with so many from so many countries, so many different cultures. So how did you probably you answered this in some bit, but What's the core principle when working with you know such diverse set of people, uh, and of course you know having them all work together uh, towards a single goal?
1: Yeah, uh, interesting question. Yeah, um, I, I would say that it has helped the the core principle of working uh, with diverse set of people is is it's it's uh, the simple principle would be that it is uh, good not to keep all eggs in one basket, you know. Um, so that's a prime uh, principle, we, I, I believe, and it has only helped increase your productivity uh, at a larger uh, scale. And, and not only that, it, it provides a, a greater breadth of experience and, and, and a kind of, kind of, shall we say, a pooling device you know, in sharing workloads or roles uh, based on the goals set such a way, you know, say, which area on the globe is showing, for example, an opportunity for the organization or whether i'm seeing some light at the end of the tunnel uh, i i could achieve that target uh, by using the team or that team who has got that particular skill set within this diversity you know, would be or could be utilized fullest uh, for the for the the desired results uh, particularly seamlessly is the word and swiftly because once um, uh, once you have a mixed uh, bag spread across with the Uh, you know notwithstanding that they don't speak the same language uh, but this kind of uh, uh, targeting the business opportunities across the globe uh, using that skill set within this diversity uh, um, and delivering the result you know seamlessly and, and probably the right word is swiftly you know faster is something as a major advantage I've seen with this kind of a diverse team than otherwise one would have probably ended looking to find an outsourced service locally to manage this. So uh, we, we have never, uh, in, in, I was never in a situation where I have to look somebody else to, to give me a helping hand uh, because the setup is made such a way that this kind of a team uh, is quick to react uh, and, and then they exactly know what to do and how to deliver. So so there is, and, and, and that makes it uh, one more point that there is no need therefore, you know, to make all, proficient to one uh, benchmarking Mm -hmm. uh, rather rather celebrate and leverage your diversity mixed bag of unique talent and abilities you know and 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 with this kind of a diverse team there is this importance of using uh, usage of inclusive language you know so for example if you can avoid switching to english language for a closer chit chat you know the better it benefits Um, Mm -hmm. so so inclusivity is, is vital and providing um, representation is another key factor in inclusivity, say as an example, if, if, uh, if we happen to notice a high performer and he's available, we do make attempts to accommodate them as a homogeneous group rather, you know. So, like I said earlier, communication is key, how I manage this diversity is avoid jargons, you know, ensure that our, things are not lost in translation, uh, properly used uh, good communication can build uh, definitely good relationships trust uh, enthusiasm etc across the diverse backgrounds yeah talking about communication again within the team also like you asked the early question this, this is a for the team members itself so so it's, it's, it's fair to confess you know leadership is nothing but owning responsibilities uh, yep. and uh, the right, right team building is one way to delegate that responsibility and nothing more so, so, again, communication within the team plays a huge part, especially with this multinational team one has to manage. This becomes all the more important. And therefore, if you happen to know a foreign or a local language, becomes an added advantage. You know?
0: mm-hmm.
1: And uh, obviously, with this, uh, uh, with this last two years, with the MS Teams and Zoom meetings have been, been the base. <laughs> For the past few years, unfortunately, to or fortunately for some, but for me, I, I look at it as very unfortunate to get connected to my team across the globe, uh, simply because I may be wrong. I may, but I'm, but I'm again not a great fan of talking to screens only, and, and and would like to see the and feel things in fullness, you know, hopefully sooner. Uh, so the so the team can smell each other, venting their issues or resolving them, but with, with, with more emotionally connected environment than this. Uh, which is I feel is again a pivotal element in building the building the right team, you know?
0: Absolutely. Well, me neither. I'm not a fan of talking <laughs> to claims <Koreans> either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think there was there was such a wonderful way of putting in uh, you know, putting how putting together how the how diversity can actually be beneficial. You started by saying When you had this team to be taken care of, how diversity can kill an organization, if not held, if not uh, tackled properly, to how Mm -hmm. diversity can be beneficial, because they will actually balance out each other, right? Um, In one area, if one culture, one individual, one team is, you know, uh, is lacking, the other can really compensate. And that's the best way how diversity can help um, everyone. That's
1: right, yeah. That's absolutely right because we, just to share with you, we have multiple offices and multiple geographically placed uh, but the common goal is known to all and, and it, it need not be, uh, you know, one set of team to manage as long as you, you as I said, uh, if, if someone knows that forward is uh, sharp and is what all matters.
0: True, true. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much Madhu for uh, spending time with me here. It was wonderful listening to all these shipping stories. Uh, first time in all these years, but thank you so much, um, and uh, look forward, forward to chatting with you again sometime soon. Thank you.
1: Sure, thank thank you, Usha. It is brilliant uh, coming on this podcast and talking all this uh, with uh, with no barriers uh, to speak to and. Um, it's 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 a, it's a it, it, I really appreciate that uh, someone is asking for s- uh, something to learn from the naval side or in the merchant navy or, or the maritime sector. It's just very rarely I, I see uh, people who want to know. Uh, they like to see ships moving, but they don't want to know how they <laughs> are moved. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, yeah.
0: Thank you so much. I'm sure everybody has learned a ton today. Thank
1: you. Lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Take care. Thank you.
0: an exciting conversation, isn't it? So many golden nuggets from that discussion. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope you're making notes and learning through this conversation. That's the whole idea. I'll be back soon. Take care.